Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment as we adapt to our new COVID-19 quarantined lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Happy Easter, everybody. This holiday has definitely been a different experience this year, with no church, no big family gatherings, and an Easter egg hunt with only three participants. And yes, everyone got a lot of eggs. So despite the COVID-19 circumstances that have kept us all locked up at home, I hope you've been able to create a positive spiritual experience for yourself this weekend. As we wrap up this two-week interlude from the Book of Mormon with the focus on Easter and our Savior, I'm brought back to my own baptism 12 years ago, the point where I accepted Christ into my life. In 2 Nephi chapter 9, Jacob teaches us about why Christ came to this world. Quote, But behold, the righteous, the saints of the Holy One of Israel, they who have believed in the Holy One of Israel, they who have endured the crosses of the world and despised the shame of it, they shall inherit the kingdom of God, which was prepared for them from the foundation of the world, and their joy shall be full forever. O oh, the greatness of the mercy of our God, the Holy One of Israel! For he delivereth his saints from that awful monster, the devil, which is endless torment. And he cometh into the world that he may save all men if they will hearken unto his voice. For behold, he suffereth the pains of all men, yea, the pains of every living creature, both men, women, and children, who belong to the family of Adam. And he suffereth this, that the resurrection might pass upon all men, that all might stand before at the great and judgment day. And he commandeth all men that they must repent and be baptized in his name, having perfect faith in the Holy One of Israel, or they cannot be saved in the kingdom of God. End quote. Learning to hearken unto Christ's voice is a miracle in and of itself. If you take a minute to just think about your own faith, I imagine you could probably think of multiple people who are instrumental in helping you to find faith in Christ. Parents, teachers, friends, others. For me, one of the most important people that helped me navigate my way to God was Matthew Heiner of Missoula, Montana. When I met Matthew at age 24, he was married to my high school prom date. I had already read the Book of Mormon at that point, but being that I was pretty arrogant and proud during that time of my life, I had a hard time dealing with missionaries. Fortunately, Matthew was a teacher at the Missionary Training Center, and more importantly, was one of the most patient, humble, and faithful people I had ever met. It drove me crazy. No matter how hard I pushed back against everything I was learning about the restored gospel, he would just smile, tell me how amazing I was, and then proceed to testify about whatever truth we were discussing. I lost every time. Some six months later, we were standing in the baptismal font together. Eighteen months after that, I stood with hands shaking as I opened my mission call, praying to know whether the decision I was about to make at age 26 was the right thing to do. We're told that Heavenly Father answers our prayers in ways that we'll understand. Matthew had served his mission about six or seven years earlier in Mendoza, Argentina. God answered my prayer by sending me to that same mission in Mendoza, which also happened to be the place where I finished reading the Book of Mormon for the first time some three years earlier. One day on my mission, while I was serving as the mission secretary in the office, I was going through somewhat of a low point emotionally. As I was scrolling through the files on my computer in the mission office, I came across a music album that a group of missionaries had recorded years before. 
One of the tracks was of my friend Matthew singing a song he had written that I had heard many times before my mission. It brought tears to my eyes. So as you can see, I can't escape this guy. Since Matthew was such a big part of my conversion and baptism story, I asked him last week to record an episode for me on 2 Nephi 31, from the perspective of someone who was baptized not at 24 like me, but at 8 years old, like many in our church. So without further introduction, this is Matthew Heiner of Missoula, Montana. As I read 2 Nephi chapter 31, there are many thoughts and scriptures that stand out to me. First, as a full-time missionary, we would often teach with this chapter to outline and discuss the doctrine of Christ, and specifically to help individuals understand the essential doctrine of baptism. Though this chapter has great significance and meaning to those investigating and recently baptized into the church, it has had and continues to have significant meaning to me, uh, and that is someone who is very, very much imperfect, but has been a member of the church since I was eight. And so I wanted to speak from that perspective. Uh, one of the first scriptures that stands out to me in this chapter is verses 6 and 7, where Nephi says, And now I would ask of you, my brethren, where in the Lamb of God did fulfill all righteousness in being baptized by water? Know ye not that he was holy? But notwithstanding he being holy, he showeth unto the children of men that according to the flesh he humbleth himself before the Father, that he would be obedient unto him in his in keeping his commandments. I absolutely love that. I'm inspired by the example that Christ set. It, it makes me think of a quote that President Benson shared uh, years ago. He said, when obedience ceases to be an irritant and becomes our quest, in that moment we are endowed with spiritual power. Um, and I love that because I think of my personal attitude towards those little things. Like the Savior's perspective was perfect and the little details mattered because he wanted to show his love and commitment to God and to us. Um, so I think about what my attitude is like. How was my attitude towards obeying the little things? And to be completely honest, I, I need and I want that spiritual power that President Benson talked about. I, I feel like I need it so that I can be a better, uh, a better husband a better dad, and a better son. And so the, that scripture really has great meaning to me. Uh, and not just uh, when I was young, but now, and I think it's it's just going to continue to have a greater impact as I get older. Um, the next scripture that jumps out to me is in verse 13. I, I love it. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, I know that if he shall follow the Son with full purpose of heart, acting no hypocrisy, and no deception before God, but with real intent, repenting of your sins, witnessing unto the Father that ye are willing to take upon you the name of Christ by baptism, yea, by following your Lord and your Savior down into the water according to his word. Behold, then shall ye receive the Holy Ghost. Yea, then come with the baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost, and then can ye speak with the tongue of angels and shout praises unto the Holy One of Israel. Now, as I read that scripture, there are several phrases and words that just pop out to me. Following the Son with full purposes of heart, excuse me, with full purpose of heart, acting no hypocrisy, and no decision before God, but with real intent. Uh, these, these phrases really stand out to me because I'm not always that way. <laughs> and how grateful I am for the plan of salvation and the plan of happiness uh, 
that I can approach my maker and repent, that we can all do that. What an amazing privilege and blessing. That word repentance is an amazing and beautiful word for me. And I, I truly believe that each of us need to be cleansed daily and hourly by the atonement of Jesus Christ. And thank God that that is possible. Um, I am truly grateful for that. Uh, the last scripture that stands out to me is in verse 20. It's a common one, but I, I love it. It says, Wherefore you must press forward with the steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. Um, I love that because the covenants that we have made at baptism, after baptism, when we receive the priest and we go to the temple, when we get married, those covenants aren't just for a day. They're not just for a happy weekend, uh, but they are eternal. Uh, the, these covenants, the, we are, we're going to keep these covenants through the good times and all of the bad times. Um, one of my favorite quotes as I was uh, that that stood out to me as I was younger, but it still it still has great meaning to me. It says, "Your that your calling gives you authority, but keeping your covenants gives you power." And it just makes me think of when uh, Joseph Smith when. Uh, he dedicated the temple uh, in Doctrine and Covenants 109. He, like in, in that dedicatory prayer, he promises those who leave the house with power. He gives the, to, to give to bless those who leave the house of the Lord with power uh, to be able to to confront the challenges. And I, and like we uh, to this in this last general conference, Elder Bednar taught that we do not go to the temple to run away from the world. Rather, we go to the temple to face the world. And our, the covenants that we make, they're eternal and they have they, they bring power into our life. Um, I am so grateful for and testify of the doctrine of Christ. And I love how the scriptures are our personal Urim and Thummim and they connect us to heaven. I know that the Book of Mormon is true and I love it. Thank you, Matthew, for sharing with my listeners the same spirit that you shared with me 12 years ago and throughout our friendship. As we all strive to become better versions of ourselves, particularly during this challenging time we're going through, I hope that we can all cling to whatever sources of spiritual strength we can find, whether that's the scriptures, the prophets, our friends, family, music, or anything else that helps you to feel the presence of God, so that we can all continue to accept the Savior's invitation to come and follow him today. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time as we start the Book of Mosiah together in our Book of Mormon reading.